The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our Gospel reading from Luke chapter 10, and especially these words. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be warned, you're about to hear a sermon by a pastor about the necessity of having pastors. I assure you, I'm not preaching this sermon for the sake of my job security, but rather because in the gospel reading today, Jesus shows forth just how necessary he has made his pastors to the carrying out of his kingdom goals. As I suppose most of you know, the readings that we use every Sunday are those which are suggested by what is called a lectionary. An electionary is just a series of readings that has been put together to guide worship from week to week. In our particular case, we use a three-year series of readings that our church body has put together in order to help us know what to cover every week. And in using a lectionary, we're really following the tradition of the church, which has used lectionaries almost since its very beginning. But since we are simply reading what has been assigned to us, these readings are not meant necessarily to match up with whatever is going on in the current situation in the world or in a particular congregation. Instead, those truths, those eternal truths, are meant to come and shape our current days with their power. But that all being said, each week then the pastor looks at these texts and then tries to figure out exactly which of the eternal truths that are presented there should be presented to his congregation he is serving at the time. Some weeks there's something there that seems just perfect for the situation that the congregation is in. And at other times, it's a little bit harder to figure out which of the things that is there should be directed to the congregation. Well, today it seems to me like this is one of those weeks where the text seems to fit our situation quite well. For as you know, a couple weeks ago, I received a call to be pastor of a congregation in Illinois. And as I've shared with many of you, such an event for me is always pretty taxing. Some of my other fellow pastors seem to be able, at least outwardly, to simply revel in the thought of new possibilities that the call that they've received might offer. But I've never quite approached it that way. Maybe I should a little more. Maybe it's something about me, but in one sense, every time I get a call, I'm already in my mind at the end, when I have to tell one congregation or another that their desire to have a pastor serving as their pastor will not be fulfilled in that moment. But in the end, I know this, that pastors receiving calls is a good thing for congregations. It's good because perhaps more than anything else, it reminds us that in God's wisdom, he has chosen to make pastors an integral part of how he does his kingdom work. Despite what many who have detached themselves from churches and from pastors think, the scriptures are clear that God does his work primarily through his church and that he does it through the pastors he spins, sends into congregations 
to equip all the other saints for good works as well. Today we heard that it was this way from the very beginning. We heard how Jesus sent out those 72 men, two by two, with his authority to build his kingdom. He sent them out to every place that he was going to come. Yes, this is how God has chosen to build his kingdom. By sending out his chosen pastors to deliver his gifts to his people. And when a pastor has a call, we all remember this fact a little more clearly. The calling congregation or congregations are a little anxious because they don't have a pastor in their midst currently, and they hope that this call will bring an end to that situation. The congregation or congregations whose pastor has now been called by another congregation get a little anxious as well. They wonder what it would mean to be without a pastor for a little while, or perhaps for a longer while. And while admittedly some of those concerns are very practical in nature, in the end, going through this process reminds us of something that we already know from the scriptures. Congregations want their own locally called pastor because they know that they are to have their own locally called pastor. No, it's not just that congregations want their own called pastor because they know that there were things that will not get done until they have one who is there all the time. It's not just that lay leaders don't want to go through that process of trying to find someone week after week to keep the essential things going on at the church. No, in the end, it is that congregations understand that God has told them that they should have a pastor to care for them. Just like a child who might by some tragedy be robbed of a father or of a mother would still know that they ought to have a father or a mother in one sense, so also the people of God who abide in his word know that they ought to have a pastor. I wrote in the newsletter for this month that we must remember in this process that God will take care of all of his people. He will take care of his people here at Peace in St. Paul's, regardless of what decision is made. We know that the same is true for the people who gather at Calvary in Watsika. But in saying that, we never want to forget how it is that God will take care of us. He will take care of us, at least in part, by sending us a pastor. You see, if I leave here, God will send another pastor here. And if I stay here, God will send a pastor to Calvary. How do we know this? Because God cares for his people. And he has revealed that he cares for them through their pastors. And so while I take to heart the kind words that you have expressed about me and my ministry specifically, the words that some of you have spoken, I know that in the end what you need is a pastor and not this pastor specifically. And I know that what Calvary needs is the exact same thing, a faithful pastor and not any specific pastor. I hope that you guys know that as well. Oh, you may get me, or you may get another, but God will care for you through your pastor. And so, this day, we go back to our reading from the Gospel. We go back there and learn that the real question at the heart of the matter is whether God's people will have pastors. 
Yes, we learn that Jesus instructs us today that we are to pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he would continue to send out workers into his fields. And when he tells us this, he is telling us to pray for something that we need. We don't need pastors because a particular pastor is a great guy or is an administrative wizard or a stellar preacher. We need a pastor because God has chosen to give out his gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Those gifts that Jesus won for us at the cross through pastors. We need pastors because without God's gifts, we would be dead. God has placed such value upon pastors in his church that he instructs us twice today in our readings that we are to make sure that the pastors are provided for in order that they can dedicate themselves to the work of the word and of the sacraments rather than having to rely on other forms of work to provide for their families. And so we're called today to pray that there will always be men sent out into the fields. We promise that we will support those whom God sends and we rejoice that through them God brings his good gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation to us. For right now, it might seem as if the simple question being thought of the most in our context is who I will serve as pastor, where I will serve as pastor. But the real question is more simple than that. Will God's people have pastors? For it is true that in our own church body of the LCMS, a growing number of our own clergy are nearing retirement age or have passed that point. It is also true that the number of men enrolling in our seminaries to study to be pastors, well, those numbers have not been encouraging as of late. So does that mean that at some point congregations will not even be able to find a pastor? Well, we don't know, in truth, exactly what will come. For sadly, we know too that the number of congregations calling pastors is shrinking. The less, and there are less people than ever gathering regularly to hear God's word and receive his gifts. Ever since I've been a pastor, people have been trying to predict when it is that the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod will, in, will have a serious pastoral shortage. And the predictions have been made and come and passed several times. It's possible we might see one in our lifetime, but I really think we need not get very focused on the specifics in this regard, for there's only one who knows how many workers he needs in his harvest field. So instead of trying to figure it out ourselves, let us pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out workers just as they are needed. Let us pray that he will send them. Let us support the ones whom God does send and then let us encourage those we know around us who might have particular gifts and abilities that seem suitable to that work that they might consider doing such work. For if we ever stop praying that God will send out pastors, we show that we don't truly understand what we need. What we need is God's forgiveness, his life, his salvation. We need it because we are steeped in sin. And apart from Christ, we are dead in sin. We need everything that Christ has won for us. And we know that God has chosen to give us those things in his church through his pastors. It is what he did when he sent out the 72 those many years ago. And it's what he does each time a pastor is sent out to a congregation. So today, we must repent for the times when our lack of prayer in this regard has revealed that we simply don't treasure the ways in which God has promised to work 
in his kingdom. But then we rejoice because those very gifts, they are given to us again by our gracious God who receives us freely and blesses us with every good gift. We are forgiven. We are made new. Our minds are transformed. And that means that we get to leave here doing one thing, praying to the Lord of the harvest, that he would always send workers into his field, even unto us. Amen.